Welcome to episode number 81 of the Grab Blogger podcast. This is the podcast for helping academics change the world through online business. We're helping you by giving you the tools, the tips, the strategies you need to build an online business around your research experience, around your background, around your expertise, and around change you want to make in the world. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Cloney. In today's episode, we're talking about building an email newsletter directly from Instagram. And we're doing that with Steph Compton from steph.sci.access on Instagram and Steph Access on Twitter. And we don't have a website to give at the moment, which we'll actually be talking about in this podcast episode. So Steph, I want to say thank you for coming on the Grab Blogger podcast and sharing your, uh, your experience today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm really excited to have you on. Neba from Notes by Neba, who we had on episode 69 and 70 of the podcast, recommended that I reach out to you. She gave me your Instagram uh, handle, so I went there. You had a link tree on your profile. I clicked on it. The first link is bold letters, new and improved, get my weekly newsletter plus Q&A. I was like, well, okay, that's forward and awesome. I love it. But then I started clicking through the other links and there was no website because I wanted to learn more <laughs> about you and what you do. <laughs> and then I was so intrigued that you had a newsletter and this Instagram following, but no website that I, I had to sign up for your newsletter at that point. I was like, I got to figure out what's going on here. And I was pretty pleasantly surprised when I got the newsletter. It's really well written. You're very open with what you're doing. You're very helpful. You take Q&A in the newsletter, which is, well, I'll let you describe the newsletter in more detail, but there's a lot of cool things in there that I just was impressed about and thought that others could implement A, in their newsletter strategies, but B, I, I need to get you on and figure out what's going on with this no website and how do you start building a newsletter without a website? <laughs> because we work with people all the time that you know have a website, but aren't willing to start building up their newsletter. And it was, I was just intrigued by this whole setup. So I said, I got to get uh, Steph on the podcast. So I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, yeah. So in this episode, and this is actually going to be a two-part episode, if you're interested in how to use Instagram, the next episode, next week's, we'll have tips and strategies on how Steph uses Instagram to build a following there. In this episode, we're going to talk more about Steph's background, how she started on Instagram, how she started her newsletter, um, has she monetized her efforts online? And we'll follow up on what's the deal with this uh, this website and can we see one coming in the future? So as always, you can download the transcripts of this episode at grablar.com slash 81. And just uh, when you download that, you can control F, you can find what we're talking about here and then use that to implement your own business as well. So Steph, just to jump in, I guess, can you share some of your academic background and some of your, your story about how you got online? Yeah, sure. So um, hello, everyone. I am Steph. So I'm actually a third year PhD student at Virginia Tech currently. Um, I am in the Department of Human Nutrition, Foods and Exercise, and I study ovarian cancer metabolism. So very much a, a basic background, but I got my start at a very small liberal arts college called Emory and Henry College. Um, that's where I did my bachelor's degree and got that in biology and then came to Virginia Tech actually for my master's and kind of switched lanes. So I actually did my master's in community nutrition and dietetics. So I did a lot of like all across the research spectrum of doing like this basic plant genetic science in my undergrad, moved into my master's degree, which was very much community-based and learning like dietetics and applications and, and standards of care within healthcare. And then I kind of combined my two loves of both nutrition with biology to pursue my PhD at Virginia Tech as well um, in the same department, but I switched gears to go more like cellular molecular track. So right now, like I said, I'm a third year PhD student. Hopefully we'll be doing my, um, my dissertation proposal pretty soon. So I'll actually be a PhD candidate, hopefully within the next few months. But I'm also got on Instagram about 
almost two years ago. It'll be two years in December, I believe. So I actually got on Instagram at the, <laughs> at the suggestion of Science Sam, which I'm sure um, some listeners may be familiar with. Science Sam is an amazing science communicator and neuroscientist who's been doing a lot of um, information about COVID recently. And she's been a really great support system and a really great person to follow and kind of look up to within the science communication community. So I had actually been talking to her for my personal account that I have and talking about like science communication and accessibility as well. So where accessibility ties into my story is when I came to Virginia Tech, I actually worked as a Braille transcriber and a tactile graphics designer in the accessible technologies office at Virginia Tech. So what I, when I originally started my account, it was a combination of doing science communication, but also teaching people how to make their information more accessible. So I kind of started in that area and eventually kind of brought in more of my nutrition background as well. So actually educating people about nutrition and the science of nutrition, because that's really where my expertise lies. And then also at the same time, talking to people like healthcare providers and other science communicators and other people who use Instagram to market and like get themselves out there and educate on how they can make their communication more accessible. So within that as well, I also teach a class called health counseling currently at Virginia Tech. So I kind of bring all of my different experiences in. I have the nutrition that I'm actually doing. I have the science that I'm doing every day in the lab. I have the accessibility that I've worked in before, as well as my experience being an educator in the classroom and online. And my, my account has really expanded throughout all of those different things. I always joke on my account that I'm super multi-passionate and it's because I have all of these different areas that I really want to come together in my account. And so that's, that's really how I started and, and where I've gone from there um, in the two years that I've had my account. Yeah, awesome story. So I only did grade 10 biology. So I, I missed a lot of the, uh, the technical aspects of the transition from undergrad to master's to PhD, but my, my wife can, uh, can transcribe that to me. She did a, a master's in, in developmental biology as well. But it's, it's really cool. It's really cool to connect with Science Sam. She's actually a, maybe someone we should look to have on the podcast as well. I think she's Canadian. Yes. Where I'm Canadian up, up here as well. So Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So you did your undergrad in biology, you moved on to a master's, uh, eventually into a PhD, focusing more on the cellular and molecular side of what you're doing with nutrition, what you're doing in that area. Um, about two years ago you started your Instagram and I like a couple of things that I like that you you started <laughs> one that's <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> really great <laughs> but two you weren't afraid to kind of switch things up a bit right you know you started in one area psycom and information sharing then moved more into nutrition and bringing your experience in so i think that's really good mm-hmm. embracing the multi-potentialite the inner the inner multi-potentialite that a lot of us have i think is really cool yeah yeah so yeah i think that's all awesome when you just kind of get started i guess you know we talked a bit about how you get started on instagram but how does that changed and evolved over time over the last two years that you've uh, you've been running on there oh my gosh so some I'm not gonna lie to you sometimes I look back at my old posts and I'm like oh my god what was Steph doing back then I don't know what she was doing well mainly I, I haven't really changed a, a ton of like the way that I guess I, I like my messaging I guess you could say but mainly what has changed like you said I've kind of evolved into that like that multi-potentialite of 
what I am actually doing. I, I definitely feel like I started my Instagram thinking that I had to be like a certain way because I joke a lot of the times also on my account that I'm very much in the middle of everything. So I, I'm, I'm not a, a person who is just a basic scientist. I'm not the kind of person that like, I, I only ever talk about basic science. I, that's my only application. When I work in the lab, that's really my only focus because I have that experience in community nutrition and dietetics. That's really like very practice, like human oriented kind of thing. But I'm also not completely on that side because I have the basic science side. So I'm like in this weird middle space that I've always kind of occupied. And I think that the thing that's really changed a lot from the beginning of my account is that I really grew into that. Like I, I thought that I had to be in one area and only ever talk about basic science and only ever talk about accessibility because that's what my account had started as. But as I kind of grew and kind of learned how to communicate on the platform and kind of stepped into my own voice there, I definitely grew into my middle space that I occupy where I, I can talk about the science and I can bring it to the people and I can combine both of those things in a way that I can empower people with the basics of the, the knowledge that I get from the science, but taking a very human approach to that. So I definitely try to bridge the gap there. And I think that's one of the biggest things that has changed, as well as some of my more aesthetic things <laughs> that I've, I've definitely changed over the, over the years, which I, I'm pretty sure we'll talk about next week in next week's episode. So make sure that you kind of tune into that one for, <laughs> for more on the aesthetics and all the things that I've changed in that regard. But definitely my messaging has really stepped into that middle space yeah that's really cool we will talk in in the next episode about the evolution of, of branding i mean you're you're on point i i scrolled down i don't know like uh five pages and you still look perfect to me <laughs> um, so you're doing good there and i i remember i landed on your page and i think yeah there it is mitochondria aren't shaped like beans yeah yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> like what that's so good i definitely want to click on that um, so it's very engaging it's very well done you have some videos on here you actually caught me uh, watching this uh, expensive protein supplement video when, uh, when you jumped on Zoom here. So it's it's good. And and the newsletter, which we'll get into in a second, is also good. And I do want to just do a short comment on this middle space. I think it's such a powerful thing. And I, I've sort of jumped into that myself. And it's a it's really a passion for being like a connector and integrator. So cross-field, I found that when I was in my PhD degree, that my my sweet spot was like looking at other industry or other fields, finding out the, the latest research there and think about how that applied to my industry. Instead of like creating something that's net new, it's it's more translating one from the other. And when I started online, it was the same thing. I started with the the heavy science of what I was doing, but I found that the thing that was lacking in my case was practical application of that science. And then that was really the sweet spot that I've doubled down in for the last five years building my business, right in how do we take the research and how do we actually apply it at the end of the day to make change for people? Yeah, exactly. And it's power. I mean, it's not for everyone. It probably has a, a certain, um, you know, level of wanting to engage with people, level of introvert and extrovert kind of mix in the middle. But if you are in that sweet spot, there is a definitely a place online for you to be that person who's bringing those communities together and doing that kind of translation between fields. Yeah, exactly. Really cool. So, we we talked about your background. We talked about you know your your research, your um, your passions, and what you're good at. So let's get into the meat and potatoes about this whole newsletter, website, Instagram thing that I couldn't wrap my head around when I jumped when I landed on your profile. <laughs> so I guess maybe to get started and jump in, you know, how did you get started with your newsletter, and 
maybe talk through some of the structure of what that looks like and how you landed on this format. I sort of mentioned the Q&A part already, which I think is excellent. I know it's excellent because it works really well in my business too, although I don't have it in my newsletter and I might start doing that. But I'm giving away the the, the whole picture here. Just tell me about the newsletter and, and how did it come about? Yeah. So when I, when I started really to build my following on my Instagram account, I had never really intended like, you know, my, I went into this, not really necessarily wanting to be like, Oh, I want to have like X number of followers. And that's never really what I've been doing. But as I have gained an audience, I really wanted to be able to reach people further and off of a platform. I'm very much a, um, a learner when it comes to things like that are outside of my usual field of study. So obviously, you know, I'm spending most of my day learning about mitochondria and cancer and metabolism and all these things. But on my free time, I really loved learning about like social media and different ways of like building a business and marketing and all of those things. So I've listened to like a ton of podcasts, a ton of different blogs, a ton of different um, means and modes and business courses and all of the things. Like I've taken a few of, of those and I've taken some advice from kind of all over the place. And I've definitely seen the value in building an audience that's off of an app. So like what, what were to happen if I were to lose Instagram because Instagram just stopped existing, right? So especially with, with TikTok, how that's been happening recently of like the, the constant like, oh, well, TikTok might be going away. So what are we going to do? Like, oh, let's go to other platforms with a, with an email list and with a newsletter and all this, I have the opportunity to reach people outside of an app and give them much more in-depth information. And one of the bigger reasons I wanted to make a newsletter is so that one, I mean, I could build a list and start to build an audience off of the app and potentially build a business in the future, but also because I wanted to be able to give people more in-depth information. So my newsletter actually started, oh, it's probably been the, I think the beginning of this year, something like that. It hasn't been super long, but I started a series on Instagram where I was posting the nutrition basics. So I really started like getting into the nitty gritty, like this is what a macro is. Like this is what a carbohydrate does in your body. Like all of the the more nitty gritty nutrition science that I feel like it, some people may think it's nitty gritty, but I feel is really a foundation. That kind of nutrition knowledge is something that isn't going to be influenced by things like fad diets or different, like, you know, anything, any products you see on the internet or anything like that, because you know, at a fundamental level, like what a carb is and what your metabolism looks like and how all of those things fit together. So I started that series on Instagram and I, I have less than 10 K followers right now. And I did then obviously. So one of the reasons I wanted to start a newsletter is because I wanted to go more in depth and offer people a little bit more education on those things so that if they were interested in learning more about the basics. They could sign up for the newsletter and I could send them a newsletter every week that went over the same topics again, but more in depth. So I wanted to offer more education on that. It's kind of evolved a little bit. So I also have an email list, which doesn't get a newsletter every week, but I have an email list for health educators or health professionals that are interested in accessibility. So I have individuals who can sign up for my accessibility guide for Instagram that teaches you three different switches that you can make to make your Instagram a little bit more accessible without being like super burdened on the person. 
And then I also have now my nutrition basics newsletter that was sent out every week only about the nutrition basics has really evolved into more of a general newsletter. And so now I've, I've combined the people who are just interested in getting a Q&A and kind of newsletter with the people who are interested in the nutrition basics. So I can cover both of those topics together in the current newsletter that I have. I can't claim credit to the Q&A in the newsletter, um, I know several of my, we call ourselves the Science Squad friends who also do Q&As in their newsletter. Um, Littlest Fitness is one. Amanda Howell Health is another. I think there may be a couple more that have done it off and on, but we've, we all kind of have done this where we'll, we'll ask questions during the week and answer them within our newsletter um, in case we want to go more in depth. But it's been really useful for me because I don't have 10K followers. So if someone asks a question and I'm like, oh, I know a great, a great study for this, or oh, I know where, I know where someone can go to get this information. I can't give them a swipe up link in my stories. So I, I tell people if someone asks an in-depth question during my weekly Q&A that I have every week, I'll, I'll message them and say, hey, I'm going to answer this on my newsletter. Um, so I'm like directly answering questions that my followers actually have so that they can find value in that and actually get some further education, which has been really valuable. Not only like for me that I enjoy answering those in depth and helping educate, but also just people who are interested and learning that more in-depth information. Yeah, so good. Answering the questions people actually have. Who would have thought that that's a, a good path forward? Um, no, it's really cool. Like I've been, uh, scroll down, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe 20 weeks I've been on your newsletter. But mm-hmm. like the layout's really great. Um, I mean, the branding's on point again. Uh, branding is not my strong suit. So you'll see my newsletters won't be, uh, <laughs> won't look like this. But I do appreciate people that do. Mm-hmm. But you have sort of the the top part that just you know basically says what's going on that week and and some sort of information on the science part. But what I really like is that you have scroll down to the Q and A, so that's cool. But then you also before you get to the Q and A, there's you know do you miss these things on the Instagram? So they kind of feed each other back and forth. You're taking people from the newsletter back to your Instagram, yeah, and then you're also taking people from Instagram back to your newsletter to get the questions answered in the Q and A. They really sort of feed off, or I, I, from the outside looking in, to me, I'm thinking as a as a marketer, they really feed off each other, and that's a, a really strong thing to have with your your different brands and your different platforms. Yeah, I I found it really useful actually because you know with the Instagram algorithm, everyone likes to complain about the algorithm and everything, but I really liked that. Um, feature within the newsletter. And I can talk a little bit about the platform that I've been using as well for that. Um, Because that platform, um, it's called Flowdesk. And it is really well with like incorporating Instagram and other platforms into the newsletter so that they're all kind of like, you know, if someone misses something from the algorithm, but they're on my newsletter list, they can see it from there and say, Oh, I missed this one. Like, let me go check that one out. Or, you know, either they're in Instagram and maybe they haven't known about my newsletter and then they can say, Oh, she has a newsletter. I can go check that out too. Cause I, I talk about it every week when I do my Q and a like, Hey, I have some additional questions that are really awesome and I'm going to answer them in my newsletter. So it's been a really nice relationship between the newsletter and Instagram for sure. Yeah. That and Flowdesk is F L O D E S K. I think I found it. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. And I like before I saw your stuff, I wouldn't have thought that this level of, engagement and and um, connection between the plot between different platforms was possible without a website but you're i mean you're segmenting people from your your link tree using flowdesk into different email segments then you have your newsletters pointing back to instagram and helping that grow and you have instagrams pointing back to your newsletter and yeah as i was thinking about it my head started going well this is uh this is some pretty cool stuff uh, which is 
why why I reached out to try to get you on here. <laughs> so, I guess in terms of you covered a bit of this already, but you know, is there other ways that you track people to your newsletter and and then feed kind of back in Instagram, or is there anything else that we missed on that sort of back and forth between those? I guess we'll call them platforms between the newsletter that you you own and the the Instagram platform. Um, yeah, so I mentioned briefly, um, I have a, like you said, I do segment my audience. So those that are, those are not necessarily interested in the, like the nutrition newsletter or getting a and a answered, maybe um, more interested in getting something like, oh, how, how can I increase the accessibility of my Instagram account? Or how can I, how can I do headings? Like what is a heading? What is alt text? That kind of thing. They can go into get my free download that I have. So I do have that as, as a freebie and a, um, oh, what's the word for it? An opt-in. Yes, an opt-in. So they can get that opt-in and get on my newsletter list because I do have plans for that newsletter list eventually down the road, but it'll it'll probably be another year or so before I actually get around to actually doing that. So I just wanted to go ahead and build my list of interested people that were interested in that topic. With my nutrition basics or the, the nutrition um like newsletter that I have that comes out every week. Mostly the the opt-in has mainly been the Q&A, but I've also shared um, some things in the past. Like I, when I was actually doing the Nutrition Basics newsletter, so my very, very first newsletter, I had an a opt-in where you could get a like energy calculator that could tell you like what's your calorie needs for the day, that kind of thing. Um, just in a way of knowing about how your body's actually functioning, like what it actually looks like of how many calories you need to eat a day. I had that and am thinking about making a more like a different freebie opt-in that you could use that is something more along the lines of like, how, how do you effectively goal set? Like what's a worksheet that that could look like so that people are more interested in getting on, um, on my list and then offering something when I eventually get my website up and running. So hopefully that will be soon. <laughs> well, you, br- you brought it up. So, um, <laughs> but be- okay. So I, I want to talk about the website. I didn't know if you were going to create a website. I had no idea. So <laughs> it, I was sort of taking bets in my mind about what this is. So before we talk about the website though, why didn't you start with a website? Like that's what I'm going to put in air quotes. That's what everyone else does, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So actually, one of the one of the bigger reasons I didn't start with the website is because I couldn't afford it. So I'm a grad student, you know, the whole grad student doesn't have enough money kind of thing. So the one really great thing that I love about Flowdesk compared to other platforms, other different like mail opt in kind of websites like MailChimp or um, ConvertKit or something like that. The reason I really love Flowdesk is because if you get an affiliate link from someone and I got one, I think I want to say I got mine from List actually at Little List Fitness. So I got that and it's $19 a month. You have an unlimited list size and you can create unlimited segments and now I, I don't think there's a limit on emails that you can send out. It's a great platform for someone who's just starting out, who really needs a cheaper option to be able to build an email list. So in thinking about like the order of things, I, I would have loved to start with a website, but I couldn't have afforded it. So I started with an email list because I could afford $19 a month, right? I had that, that platform and that ability to be able to do that and create the opt-in pages that you see from my link tree that's in my Instagram account. Those are all through Flowdesk. So I didn't have to create a website or create landing pages or create anything like that because I just had that one platform that did it for me and it was only $19 a month. So it was a fantastic stepping point into actually like being able to 
save and build and eventually start a website. And I honestly, once I get my website, I will probably still use Flowdesk just because it is so easy to use and integrate with Instagram that it's been really awesome. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one for the audience to check out and, and we'll we'll probably take a look at it as well. Do you think there's maybe some benefit that you've you've focused on the Instagram platform or your newsletter and didn't have that distraction of the website? Honestly, I think that it's it's definitely been a more interactive experience. I feel like at least from my end as like the creator of it, I don't, I can't speak for my followers, honestly, but from my end, like I'm not really one of those people that like checks out blogs like every week. Like sometimes I will, if it's something that I'm interested in, but I, I like, I don't follow people's websites unless I'm like interested in their information or something that they have, or maybe they have a blog post that's interesting to me. So it was, I feel like more interactive from the beginning from for me to be able to use an email list rather than just having a website because I'm not necessarily like communicating one-on-one with people if they view a website I still think it's valuable like and this is not me saying that I should you shouldn't have a website because I'm I'm building one but from the beginning I did feel like it was definitely more of a communication thing that was actually like a connector. So I've had people reply to my newsletter. I've had people DM me on Instagram and say, Hey, I really enjoyed your newsletter or thanks for answering my question. Or I have another question that can you answer this one next week? So it's been a source of direct communication for me rather than just a website where you know, I, I might get some communication there, maybe like a contact form or something like that. But I definitely feel like that one's more passive versus the newsletter, which is a little bit more active. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I just had like a, a flashback when you when you said that I'm not the type of person that goes on people's websites. The more I talk to you, the more I'm seeing some similarities. I think it's the connector thing because that's my my core strength and in, in how I built Grablogger, the self-tenure community. Dust Safety Science, the Dust Safety Academy is all around this core of, of connecting fields and industries together. So maybe that's what this is. But I remember the same thing where I, at one point, thought like, so I'll give an example. I listened to the first, I want to say 250 episodes of, of Smart Passive Income by Pat Flynn. And one day I realized that besides like occasionally going and looking at something he mentioned brand wise or like to look at a, a sales sequence or something, like I'd never consumed the content on his website. And I'd been listening to him for like two years. <laughs> I'm like, I, and I, I kind of had the same thing where it's like, well, no, I did create a website and went down the road. And I think, you know, at some point, everyone, you've changed my opinion of this now, <laughs> but you know, I'd say someone at some point, everyone needs some sort of home base, but the home base could be your, could be something else with these sort of new tools that are out there, I guess. But I do remember thinking that I, like, I'm not the person that goes and cruises around clicking on toolbars and stuff. It's like, I listen to you for a long time i get to know you or i watch your videos and then i buy your stuff like if somebody puts something out and i want it it, i I know that i want it because it's the right time for me to need it and i know they're the right provider because i trust them and the only time they mess up is when they make it too hard (laughs) like the sales page is too long and there's no like i can't find the pay me button eventually i get ticked off and like leave it's like okay well yeah screw this i'm not going to stick around then but like i i don't really check out websites either but i have a whole whack of them <laughs> i mean between all my 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 businesses we have uh probably half a dozen websites but yeah it's just i don't know what the, i don't know if that means anything <laughs> but i do remember thinking that i was much more interactive as a learner listening to podcasts and watching videos instead of static websites 
Yeah, no, for sure. I, I'm the same way too, especially if I'm going to buy something, I would much prefer to buy something from someone that I, I generally, like I know them, I trust them. I've seen how they act and how they work. And I, I really feel that connection with them. And that's just how I am as an individual. And also as a, as an entrepreneur, a budding entrepreneur, I should say that I, I really crave that connection and that, that drive with individuals rather than just like, I'm probably not going to be the person that runs like Facebook ads or some funds like random people. You know what I mean? I just really enjoy that connection and building a relationship with people. And I definitely feel like a newsletter does that. And like you said, a website is going to be a great home base for that just general information, but I definitely am going to use both to my advantage. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I, I just did a training in, on this inside the self-tenure community. It's the first training that we ran on building an authority marketing platform. And that's really my, like my sweet spot and, and authority. What I mean there is that people, it's, it's overused, but like no one trusts you, but it really goes beyond that. They see you as the central person. Like if they have a question, then they'll email you and ask it and you'll, and my biggest role is really like gatekeeper, not gatekeeper, that's not the right word, traffic controller. So I yeah, send yeah. the answer back and then I say, here's the five people that you need to talk to. There's, you know, two in Europe and and one in South America and, and two here in the US that know the answer to that question and they'll help you out. So it's, it, yeah, so it, I, I love the model of building authority through these type of platforms and it's extremely advantageous to to do that and to start to use it to drive a, a business. So I, you're, you're, you're checking all the right boxes as far as I'm concerned, if that means anything to anyone, which probably doesn't. <laughs> uh, are you, so I did have this kind of flagged, um, as you mentioned the business side and budding entrepreneurship, are you currently making money from your, your Instagram and your newsletter to date or how's that look for you? So I, as of right now, I am not technically making any money from my newsletter or my Instagram account. Um, I have gotten offers for like different like affiliates and that kind of thing, but I haven't found one that I've really appreciated. Besides, I have made some money online through a partnership with TikTok. So they actually found me through my Instagram account and um, I partnered with a agency who was partnered with TikTok who did a an onboarding of educators a few months ago, actually, now it's been. And so I was paid to make content for TikTok and make TikTok videos. So oh, I, you're like I, famous then. <laughs> I no, I wouldn't say famous on TikTok. I don't have that. I actually have more followers on Instagram than I do TikTok, but it was a great opportunity to actually learn how to do that kind of communication, which was completely different than what I was doing. So that was, it was really advantageous to be able to do that. And especially now that reels have came out on Instagram, it's been, <laughs> it's, it's been a pretty easily transition into reels because I had the experience on TikTok. Um, but as, like you said, I am, um, and I did mention, I am a budding entrepreneur. So I have, I have plenty of ideas just floating around in my head right now. Um, I actually hinted at my audience the other day that I am in the, in the development stage for a product that I'm really excited about. So I can't give away too many details just yet because I haven't hammered them down um, completely to the point that I want to talk about it. But it's an opportunity to learn more in depth about the foundations of nutrition without being something that's going to be like super confusing or super like out of your league or super expensive, right? I want to get nutrition knowledge and the foundations of nutrition into people's hands because that's really like, when I say I'm for accessibility, like, yes, that means accessibility in terms of like everyone with any ability can access something but I really want that to mean also like 
I want nutrition to be accessible to anyone, regardless of ability or background or income or budget or whatever that is. I think that everyone deserves to know the basics of nutrition. And so that's what I'm really working on right now. But um, definitely got to get through my proposal first. (laughs) Um, That kind of got sprung on me pretty quickly. So I'm going to get through that and then hopefully launch my product sometime within either the end of the year or the new year, sometime around there is kind of where I'm looking at. Really cool. And I, so I, I did my, uh, the last two years of my PhD while starting my business. So I know it's a struggle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun time. There's lots of good stuff that happens, (laughs) Um, but it's the key that I really like about this whole story is and the saying that comes to mind is, you know, dig the well before you're thirsty. So, you know, you want to do this in the future. You know, you maybe, well, you already made you want a website. You know you want a website. You know you want to do products. You know that you have these different things you want to do, but you're not, you know, you're not waiting to then, to that point to get started. You're building a following now. You're building authority now. You're building assets now. And and those are just going to feed in if you, you know, if you do that for two years while not making money, that's much easier to transition into building your business. Um, it's, a, it's actually easier that way because if you said today, okay, well, I'm going to be broke if I don't sell something, then you probably wouldn't have the right tone to connect with that audience in the first place. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I, I've definitely kind of been looking ahead in the future because I'm, you know, obviously we'll not be in a PhD forever. What am I going to do afterwards? Some people are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I, I've definitely been looking into that and thinking about everything that I'm doing to do. And I definitely see this, you know, a business at least on, on a side where I can, because like I said earlier, I'm so multi-passionate that I, I so enjoy teaching. And even though, even if I don't end up teaching as my actual, like, I guess, quote unquote, like main job, I really want to still be able to do that online. And I really want to bridge the gap between the people that are, you know, out living their lives, the human aspect of things with the science that I've come to know and love. Because I think that people, everyone is a scientist in their, in their real life, regardless of whether or not they claim to be a scientist. We all experiment every day with everything that we do. And so I think that everyone deserves to know those basics and deserves to know that nutrition knowledge. And so um, I don't think I've mentioned this yet, but I am hopefully going to be doing a dietetic internship during my PhD as well, (laughs) so that I'll be able to bridge that gap between healthcare providers as well as the people that are doing more of the basic science and also kind of move into that space as well. So kind of doing a duality of talking to people who are healthcare providers and giving them that science as well as individuals who may not have that, you know, healthcare provider background, but who still may be interested in knowing the nutrition basics so they can feel empowered and actually like finding real quality information and making decisions that they feel confident in. So you're telling me you're going to connect other groups again with your connecting. Oh yeah, we're definitely connecting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sensing a theme here. Uh, No, that's good. Uh, So (laughs) I don't know. So we talked about the, we hinted, we'll say at the, the product that might be coming out towards the end of the year for nutrition, for your, your background dietetics and that. Um, And I hope I said that word right, but I'll try my best. I don't know if you want to talk about your, we talked about what's coming up next for you, I guess, but do you want to mention maybe what's coming for a website or when people might be able to see that? 
um, or do you want to keep that kind of uh, keep people guessing and, and uh, <laughs> force them to check out your Instagram and follow you there to find out more? Yeah. So hopefully we'll be getting my website up and running around the same time that I'm actually offering this new service product thing. Um, I'm hoping to get them done around the same time. So I've actually, I've been documenting my, <laughs> my struggles with my website on my Instagram account because I wanted to be able to really build my website. So I've been using WordPress. I've been, I got a template um, from, through Creative Market. If you've never heard of Creative Market, it's a great place to get things like different fonts, different templates, different um, website templates, different, even like things like Instagram templates. Like that you can get literally, I have not found anything that you could ever want that's not on Creative Market. But I've been really building my website and trying to build it from the ground up. So I'm hoping, I got a really big chunk of my page done last weekend. So I'm hoping that it'll be up around the same time. So if that is up at the same time, and I'm not sure when you're airing this episode exactly, but my um, website will be stephcomptonnutrition.com. So you can check that out hopefully within the next few weeks. Awesome. Yeah. I think when this comes live, we're looking at late October. Um, so yeah, probably be up. So people check it out at stephcomptonnutrition.com. Mm-hmm. You said .com, right? Yeah. Stephcomptonnutrition.com. If for some reason people are listening to this before that's out and available or you heaven forbid something jams on WordPress and it doesn't come come out exactly <laughs> as planned, uh, where's the best place to be for people to find you before before then? I think I know the answer, but. <laughs> yeah, definitely Instagram. That's that's the place that I spend most of my time. I, I'm not, I, I have a Twitter. I'm not usually on Twitter because Twitter gives me anxiety half the time. <laughs> but Instagram is the best place to find me. And that's at steph.sci.access. I love it. Very cool. So this has been inspiring for me. I've thought of new ways to integrate this into um, my my businesses, which are structured completely different. I actually, I asked the question about if you thought that, you know, having the website allowed you to focus on Instagram. I asked that question because I purposely tried, I tried Instagram and I said, I can't do this because it's taking too much focus away from other core activities for my business. So, I mean, this, and that's not to say one's more important than the other or anything like that. Just focusing on something is probably a good, a good way to go if you want to grow quick, quickly. So it's been, yeah, it's been interesting, inspiring to hear the story here. Are you using your newsletter here? Are you using your social media platforms? Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see the, the website come out in the future and we'll, we'll definitely be pointing people to that. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much. Awesome. Like I mentioned at the outset, um, this is going to be a two-part series. We want to get through this kind of story of, and figure out how Steph is using Instagram because I, I had some gaps and I couldn't quite figure out exactly how it was working. We are going to have her back on for next week's episode to talk some tips um, and strategies around using Instagram and what she's learned since um, starting her profile over two years ago. So Steph, I want to say thank you for coming on the podcast today and sharing your, your time and um, knowledge with the audience. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks, Steph. We'll be talking soon. So you can listen to myself, Dr. Chris Cloney and Steph Compton from steph.sci.access on Instagram. Um, and also coming up, stephcomptonnutrition.com, which will be your website um, once it gets up and running. So we talked through her story about how she got started online, about her academic background in uh, first biology and then moving into nutrition, moving into dietetics, um, moving community nutrition, and moving to the science of that area as well. How she sort of tied this all together into starting to build is what is looking like it's going to be a you know a really great platform for change in this area, but also a, a good business 
once she gets uh, that up and running with her, her new products and website. So we we dove into her background, but I I uncovered some kind of interesting things that I, I wasn't necessarily expecting. And most of the time, I uncover things during the episodes that I don't expect. On this one, she really identified that she's a connector, that she's also a multi-potentialite, and that's a really good strength that she sits in. So she's really good at taking these different fields, taking these different ideas, and tying them together. And I, I think she sort of mentioned that she you know, does social media, listens to podcasts, listens to online marketing. This fact that she's doing the science communication the way she is, I think is another manifestation of the many that we talked about in this episode of that connecting kind of world that she sits in. So if you find yourself in that same sort of position, this whole thing of online marketing and tying your research into that, I think is something that's really strong. It's a nice place to be for doing these type of businesses and making this sort of change in the world. We dove deep into this whole newsletter idea, how she ties her newsletter to Instagram, how she uses a link tree on Instagram to segment her audience, to give away opt-ins, and then what she does with them when they're on the different type of email opt-in she has. And in particular, we dove into this weekly newsletter on nutrition that has a Q&A section, a lot of really cool features that allow her then to feed back into her Instagram feedback and helping her audience more. and gets a lot of really good ideas flowing for what her audience needs, what questions they have, allows her to answer it as well. We closed out the episode looking at, well, okay, why why not having a website? And she gave a couple of really good points here. And we also talked a bit about monetization, where she's going with that, what she's done so far, and coming what's coming up next. As she mentioned, her website will be, um, as long as she doesn't learn any WordPress issues, <laughs> stephcomptonnutrition.com. So I encourage you to check her out there. And otherwise, you can check her out on Instagram, steph.sci.access. Sign up for the newsletter. Um, I've really been enjoying it enough to, to reach out to her and say, hey, we got to get you on the podcast and talk about it. So I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I hope it's inspiring to you for ways to build your business, to build your social media following. Um, as always, you can download the transcripts of this episode at grabblar.com slash 81. Hope you have a great week ahead and tune in. If you're listening to this in the future, just press next and we'll have uh, Steph on in the next episode talking about tips, strategies for Instagram. And if you're listening to this in real time, then catch us next week and we'll have you back on the podcast. Thank you.